It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. The show. Sorry, we're getting started a little too late today. Uh, JC Sherbert, obviously, Phil Mullinax, right here on the show. Uh, Phil and I both had carpool issues today, so we'll get up, right? And the youngest kid, man, he's at that age. He likes to, you know, look, I'd probably make fun of him if I were in high school right now, but he's got, you know, he's a good looking kid, plays ball with weights, uh, has a, uh, you know, looks like a surfer because he's half Asian and has, you know, long flowing locks. But the, the kid blow dries it every morning, right? And, <laughs> and he's not the, he's not the, 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 the fleetest. He's, he's, he's fleet of foot on the football field, but slow everywhere else in life, like a turtle. And uh, Lizzie the turtle over here says, don't insult me like that. Um, and and so, so he's late. And then I go out outside and the, the tires flat on the Explorer. Uh, oh, whoa, that's the, guess, I hate yeah, this. because the, the, the fiance's got the, the the regular car at work, right? And so mm. I've, I've got we got an 04 Explorer and the heat's out and that sucks. Uh, so we all huddle in there like you know, I don't know. And so, so I had to get it was able to I was able to drive it to the gas station, put tire air in the tire, and then traffic just killed me today. It was just like everybody was out on the road. <laughs> And so that, that that's why we're late today, folks. This is J.C. Sherbert is uh, uh, freaking um, carpool and uh, adventures. Uh, second, the Shane Beamer had a press conference while I'm going on. My phone's blowing up, guys. I've not listened to the press conference. Okay, so I don't know what he I said. I, I only got to hear the last half of what Dowell said, but Dowell, I tried to I catch heard- up a little bit with what Beamer said. He, he came in a little hot, you know. I mean, as we kind of expect, I expected he would, you know. I, mean, I got a text calling it saying he was a narcissist. I was like, I he's like, he's that, going but... big deep in a guy. I mean, I don't know. So I, I didn't see it. All I'll say is this if you're going to alienate the fan base, win. <laughs> uh, mm. If you're, if you're going to sit up there and, uh, you know, defend Satterfield's era of play calling and, you know, spin away and, and all that win. That's that's win and have a good offense. I mean, I think that's the, the answer to everything right there, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and all that. So, you know, I appreciate him sticking. AJM two's in the chat box already saying, I appreciate him sticking to his guns. I prefer him to let the fan backlash influence his decision. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I you can look at, you, you look at this, uh, you can always look at things different ways, right? And you can look at the decision as, you know, and I agree with Keith, uh, unnecessarily risky. Um, you know, tone deaf is a word I've heard. Uh, or you can look at it as this guy, uh, he's sticking to his guns and going to make gutsy decisions. And I think I think around here there's been so many guys that have coached scared uh, in the past. Um, you know, maybe it's a little refreshing, I, I think. Uh, you know, I think that uh, – you know, getting out there and just say, this is the guy, we're going to get it, we're going to go, and this is my decision, and uh, I know it's risky, but, uh, you know, that's it. I don't know that's what he said. I think he spent most of his time defending it and all that, and then thankfully Dowell got up there, and I heard Dowell won the press conference. 
um, space. He did well. And, he held his own. Yeah, space and pace, and talking about getting the ball to your playmakers and and all that. And I will say, I, I, I spoke with another one of my guys inside the inside the program last night, and unsolicitedly, you know, he said this guy's going to work out, and here's how it's different than Satterfield, and blah 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 blah. Um, this particular person was not a Marcus Satterfield fan at all, and and it wasn't just because Sat was not a what would you call it, like the most social person, I guess, uh, in the world, uh, either. It, it was, it's about football, you know, it was about X's and O's and, and here's why. And so I, I'm, I'm encouraged. Um, I, I kind of wish he was calling the bowl game. Cause I don't know. Uh, I think if, if, if he did that and they did well, it would you know soften some opinions, but I thought like Keith said, uh, the other day, it's important that he wins the press conference. I think he won the press conference. Um, and with Shane Beamer, I'm just going to go back and listen, uh, before I, I mean, cause I'd, Honestly, if it was if it if it if it had risen to the level of, of what it was, and I don't want to take anybody else's opinion and formulate, you know, a, a big criticism of it, but if it, it had risen to the level that uh, some people interpreted it as, th- then the speech for me was coming that, well, you know, I hope Beamer's here a long time, but we'll all be here long after he's gone. We were here a long time before him, and we'll be here a long time after him. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's his program now, but it's all of our programs for life. Okay. Uh, and so, and that was the, uh, had it risen to that, but, um, you know, I, I don't really know how bad it was or not. So I have to go back and check it out, but that's, you know, usually when, when, when coaches get like that, I rate about something like that with, and look, I, I, I told everybody, I was like, we, you don't need a, a Twitter mob, a Tennessee Chiano style Twitter mob over this. This is not, this is an offensive coordinator hire. Uh, and there's so much else going on right now with the program. Uh, and, uh, and I've been very clear that people shouldn't, you know, every bad thing that happens, you can't relate that to this hire because it's just not true uh, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I've been critical of some fans for feeling that way, but I certainly aren't. aren't I mean, you know, <laughs> look at the results. Uh, the bizarre, uh, the bizarre results this past season. And look, I mean, no, you, you guys aren't stupid. I mean, we're not all stupid out here. You know, uh, we know bad offense when we see it. We're experts in bad offense at South Carolina. <laughs> experts, <laughs> you know, it was so much bad offense. I mean, for you know, when Steve We've Spurrier scores before, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Steve Spurrier has some games he puts up you know, seven, eight, 10 points, you know, you, you know, then that's, that's, you know, there's some, there's some struggles around here on that side of the ball. Um, I think it kind of relates to the O-line basically. I think it's hard to get offensive linemen here and, uh, and all that, but that's a, that's a bigger picture thing we can talk about this summer. Uh, but Shane Beamer's press conference, wrap it up. Uh, Dowell Loggins uh, is in. Uh, pour yourself a tall one. Oh, very pint. Me pint of Dowell Loggins. And uh, do you have that meme I text you? Could you put that yeah, up? Yeah, so I've got uh, it. Hold on. Let me pull it up right quick. That's a great Somebody, uh, Cinderella, Cinderella, uh, who's a poster on our message board, he used to be a moderator on Twitter, put uh, put something funny up about um, taking a lot, dropping a Loggins, something like that. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dow, uh, a Dowell movement. Dowell Hashtag movement. There Dowell we go. Dowell movement. Hashtag Dowell movement. Da, 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 da. <laughs> there we go. There's the meme, the Dowell movement. So uh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> right there. So that will yeah, like you know, but not everybody came out unscathed in Beamer's presser. Just be happy you're not Gene Sapikoff this morning because he did what, get what now, now, what name. Was, what was the problem there? <laughs> can you can somebody fill me in? Sapikoff apparently wrote an article uh, in the Post and Courier, just you know, talking about basically all it was was Dowell's uh, failures at the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beamer went into him, you know, saying, you know, did you talk to this person? You know, after you said you couldn't find anything, obviously you did your research and went into uh, his record at the NFL. But did you research this, this and this? Did you call the former players? Did you talk to uh, he even brought up Bill Parcells? Like, he was hot. It was spicy. They brought up Bill Parcells. <laughs> yes, he did. He was what like, did you call Bill Parcells and ask him what he thought about him? Did you call him? Well, well, no, I, I get it. And that's that's how Beamer operates. He'll, he'll, right. he'll, yeah. he'll get out there and talk to 20 different coaches. I also think that can cause you to hire bad coaches. <laughs> because you know what? You're talking to their friends. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, somebody calls me up. I, I'm thinking of one of my friends in particular that, that uh, uh, you know, somebody calls me up and, and asks me about, you know, this guy. Uh, and I probably wouldn't hire him to catch, you know, a great friend of mine wouldn't hire him to c- catch my dog, you know. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. That's not a good example because I'm very protective of my dog. I wouldn't hire him to take out my trash because <laughs> he's, un- he's unreliable, you know. But if somebody called me up and asked me about my friend, I would be like, oh, yeah, great. You know, you think, you know, you think you know, the Matt Rule loves Marcus Satterfield experiment that maybe, maybe, maybe just kind of, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know that Bill Parcell's opinion matters in this, just to be honest, you know. Yeah. But was, uh, he obviously. He he, you know, was keeping his finger on the uh, on the pulse of what was going on <laughs> in Gamecock Nation after that drop the other day, and he took umbrage. Well, whatever, you know. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's fine. I mean, and I'm not. I, I rarely defend anything Gene Sapikoff writes. But, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, well, it's only fitting that Gene takes the ire. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I. I, I did agree with him on that, though, and I'm, I, I don't care who knows it. I mean, I agreed with him. I'm sorry. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Uh, you know, but that's an opinion, and and, and that's the thing. Where, where I kind of draw it, opinions matter, you know, and are important, especially, you know, what everybody thinks and feels and all that, because ultimately it's entertainment, and people are spending their money on it and supporting, and they want to feel good, right, ultimately. And, you know, it, it's one of those fool me once, fool me twice, this is the fourth time, you know, that there's been this grand experiment at, at offensive coordinator um, and a risky hire. I mean, it, risky hires that sometimes work out, folks. I mean, some there's nothing that says it. There's nothing about the outcome, okay, that we know. But I don't think that the process and the and the and the, uh, the initial decision is above criticism. Uh, not, I mean, not not and not over the top. But above, like, at least going, wow, well, here we go again, because that's the truth. So anyway, uh, inside the game, guys, the show uh, presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. John Barber will be on tomorrow. So check out your uh, backdoor or outdoor backyard retreat, I guess is what they they build there and and all that good stuff. The award-winning Nana Sports chat box. We're going to get into that. So we got to get like two breaks in. 
pretty quickly. So we're going to hit our first one here, Phil, and then take another one at like 12 minutes uh, and then get back up. Jamie Bradford in the second hour, folks. Nanosports chat box is about to be open like Pandora's box. It's the chat box. We're opening it up next right here on the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms. Like we said earlier, John Barber, give him a call, 803-446-4662 in the Columbia area for your uh, to talk about your next outdoor retreat, as well as the first hour of the show being brought to you by the Cindy's, by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Realty Team. Uh, here in the upstate, she's right out of Spartanburg. Get Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. And we are here on uh, Dowell Loggins Wednesday. Dowell Loggins. Dowell Loggins. <laughs> That's like a character for Braveheart. <laughs> That's right. Uh, are, are you with me, Loggins? Are you go, with me? We're going to go fight the English. You have to be with me, Loggins. I, the Almighty thinks he can get me out of this, but he's pretty sure you're. <laughs> wow, it's going I'm excited, man. I, you know, I, not just because the press conference. So we got a name, you know, we got somebody. We got, and it's that, I, that's what I was worried about. Is like, oh my goodness, we're not gonna get this done, or this is dragging out for some reason that. You know, none of us know, obviously, none of us know really what's going on yeah. inside the building. But, you know, it's just like, I'm glad to have it behind us. He said the right things. He's talking about personnel maximization and yes, made sideways comments about how long and complex the uh, former <laughs> coordinator's yeah, offense was. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, you can me over. Let's, go. Let's pour yeah, some pie guys. <laughs> and and when, I, when I told people, like, look, it's not Satterfield, that's exactly what I was talking about. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that, that this guy isn't a dummy, you know? He, I mean, I don't I don't know if he can call a single play. So, yeah. you know. All and right, here's so, the thing. is like, he's our guy now. Get behind you know? it. Hey, if yep. it works, it'll be cool. Like I said, we'll get dowel logging shirts and pints and, and, and maybe, maybe I'll zone offense. call up I River, mean, you know, River Rat Brewery and have a drink special, you know, pour yourself a Loggins Ale. Bye. It's brisk. Uh, it's It's got space and pace to it. That's what he said, space and pace. Space All right, and pace. Award-winning Nana Sports chat box. Chuck, be nice to Ben Portnoy, dude. Uh, unless he did question somebody's integrity. Uh, and then, you know, He's fair game because I don't like it. Reporters shouldn't do that, man. 
uh, integrity. You, you don't cross that line, but I don't know what he said, so I don't want to comment on that. J-Rock says, um, Kel- Kelvin. That one, oh, I out. do know what he was talking about. Sorry. Yeah, that one. Go that ahead, Phil. Guy, I'm sorry. It was a, that was a little cringy from Portnoy, just a little bit, because he was what? like, well, Shane Beamer said you had uh, an offensive coordinator uh, position available to you last year in the SEC. You've had four SEC jobs offered to you this year. We just wanted to know if that was true. Oh. Well, that's what Shane said. So, and that's exactly how Dowell answered it. I mean, very adept in his answer. He was like, "I'm pretty sure we all can agree that Coach Beamer is has a high character, and what he says is true." <laughs> good. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. That that was not a very good. question. That is cringy a little bit. Is that true? Yeah. Just you know, um, I would have probably worried. You know, because you can get the same information wording it differently. You could say. Uh, well, what you know, tell us about those jobs and why those were not the right opportunities. And this was, yeah, that, and, yeah, and that was not uh, it. It was just basically, is did he you lying? get offered those jobs? Yeah, is he lying? What are you lying? Are you lying, Loggins? <laughs> is Beamer lying? Is Shane lying? Shane, is Shane. is Shane lying? Coming at Shane. Oh, my you, goodness, you yeah. lie like the English. Uh, just kidding. Uh, John says, just wanted to peek in and say good morning on my way to work. And I love Shane's passion in the presser and the DL absolutely crushed it. That is all. Thanks, John. Pacific Northwest Posse That's checking in. James said, Shane went Trump on the media and fan base. So great. Your fake news. Your fake news. He's the greatest. <laughs> Double Loggins is the greatest. He's the absolute, is the best. We only get the best coordinators. We only get the best. I can't do a Trump really well. LLC, let Loggins cook. All right. 76 says, yo, I'm hearing this presser. It was fun. Coach Beamer on his feelings. I love the man, but dang, he's sensitive, just like the rest of us. We are a sensitive bunch. That's mm-hmm. uh, It's a new money. I call it a new money fan base. And I was worried when Spurrier got here that this would become this way. Uh, it's not to the level of Florida yet, you know, but but it's a program that's never won. Uh, but then they start winning, and so expectations – become that right mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes it takes some adjustment and, and more winning uh to get to kind of like that alabama level where yeah they're gonna fire you and yeah they're passionate and be- things better go well but there's not as much you know diving off the cliff and, and i think that's human nature because when you've been deprived of something for so long that you want and then you get it you, you know you start to get worried about losing it right and completely and it never coming back Thus is college football. Um, Jafar <laughs> says, there's a show today. Yeah, man, we were late. Um, impressed with logins. I'm going to catch up here to where we actually started the show. Um, Jafar says, say what you want, but Shane is blueprinting what Dabo does, and that's okay. See championships. Look, man, I'm not – I think Dabo Sweeney – you know, it's, it's, it's not disputable Dabo Sweeney's the best coach in the history of Clemson football. Um, and they've had some good ones, Danny Ford, Frank Howard. John Heisman freaking coached at Clemson, right? Way back in the day. He was there for a minute. Yeah, make a cup of coffee up here in Pickens. Too, too many cows in there. Oh, well. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, so, so that's nice. So that, it's fine if you follow that blueprint. I mean, you know, Shane is the same type of head coach as Dabo. He's a CEO. You know, he mm-hmm. needs great coordinators. Um, I think the difference is probably Dabo chose to – hire Chad Morris and, and go in that direction. Uh, kind of what the modern offenses were uh, in uh, at that time. 
and then poached Brent Venables, who grew as a coordinator once they got more and more talent and really came into his own. But, uh, you know, Shane has Dowell Loggins. So that's that's not a – you can't look at, at, at that and say, well, he, he lit it up at Tulsa last year, right? You know, and, and that's – that, that's why I understand where people are coming from on this, you know, because there's people won't, you know, at this point, they kind of want, I guess, secu- uh, security, I guess. I don't know. They, they want to comf- comfort. They want to be comfortable with it. Uh, but we'll see. Hey, if Loggins comes in there and lights it up next year, away you go, you know, and, and all that. There are other issues that this program has to solve, namely NIL and, and avoiding portal rating and uh, being able to get guys out of the portal you know, there, there's some issues right now in South Carolina that have to kind of work themselves out. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like Lou Holt said, I cannot promise you we will win because the schedule is tough and the NCT. But I'll say this there's no reason, you know. Uh, so I, that, that's my thing there. I think, uh, I think that, you know, th- there are other things at play that'll impact the things on the field more so than, than Dowell Loggins and his play calling. But, uh, you know, I think that if it's good, that's good. Uh, Taylor says Shane is so sensitive. No, Shane is sticking up for his hire and has a right to do so uh, after what he has done here so far and was trashed for days by everyone for this hire. Just get over it. Get over it. I'm never going to let you go. I'm going to hold it. my get angst. Over it. Get over <laughs> it. Um, Chuck says, I'm glad he has a finger on the pulse of the program. Fan base it shows and proves he actually cares. Carolina Titans says he'll need to keep those receipts for three more years. Rick says, Dowell won the press conference. I'm going to win lunch. It's always yeah. great to win lunch. I love to win lunch. Sapikov, Krager says Sapikov should be ashamed. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm trying to think I didn't if that's – read the article, I, so well, I'm not I, – I agreed with something he wrote about the subject because I talked about it on the board and talked about how we were all kind of in the matrix since before the Tennessee game, right? I'm like, I can't believe I agree with Gene Sapikoff on something. But that may not have been the article that Shane was referencing. So, like I said, I need to do it. Uh, Chuck says something about Portnoy. <laughs> uh, Connor says, all the fans love when Shane keeps receipts, unless it's the fans' receipts. Don't be hypocrites. Well, look, man, I I don't think you can cash in those receipts right now. I mean, it, it's, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, good or bad. That's the problem is that, yeah, we we – you know, know absolutely nothing until the team takes the yeah. field. Yeah, I know. I love <laughs> against I North love, Carolina. Is <laughs> a breath of fresh air what I heard. What I've heard, read the transcription of the press conference because uh, I have read some of Loggins' comments and whoa, yeah, good, thank you, please. Yeah, right. Yeah, please. Yeah, but, yeah. I'll, I'll have some more of that. Of that. <laughs> yeah, that says yo beams dropped his nuts, and I love it. Uh uh, that's uh, that's kind of the, the that's a new saying right here. Drop your nuts, and then Lance goes, "Serve me that cold glass of Dowell Loggins." Yeah, that's right. Pour you uh, up some. By the by the way, Lance, I don't know if it was because of you or not. I know John. I mean, I, it sounds like I'm saying Johnsonville is this tiny place. It's a small town, but uh, anyway, I got like two or three more members from Carolina Rise from Johnsonville yesterday. So, if you're spreading the word, thank you, brother. Thank you. The Gamecocks need it bad. Uh, Beamer ball. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> inside of, Phil says when you, they want Star Wars, you want Star Wars music at the beginning. Uh, I think, you know, everybody's Venmo me $25. 
<laughs> you have to pay more. a day. <laughs> a, a day, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Fast forwarding through the box, you know, Don Spendito says, "Fingers crossed." This is like Dabo hiring Chad Morris. Ashley says, "Exactly, Phil. Move on to beat another Dame." Uh, KFC says, "Did you and UGA really pay a kid eight hundred thousand with a one point two million signing bonus?" <sighs> I'd be surprised. Yeah, and I and look, I I still keep in touch sometimes with people over UGA. Uh, I'd be surprised if that was that high of a dollar amount because I think if you're Georgia, you don't need to pay anybody that much. You're Georgia, right? I mean, so unless this guy, I don't, I don't even, I don't even remember what the recruit was they were talking about, but that was kind of crazy. Um, so that wasn't Portnoy. Okay, so it was Gene. Oh, uh, was was oh, so Gene's the one that said it. Wow. Uh, Carolina Luke and morning boys off work today to get a tattoo later. Rock on. Uh, if Loggins calls plays as well as he manages a press conference, we may be okay. Yeah, organization is something that was pointed out to me that was lacking with the previous guy. So, you know, that's the deal there. Uh, Lance says, How far off are we at NIL? What needs to happen? Just people need to keep on joining, Lance. Keep on joining. We're really getting it going. Um, is Loggins going to coach the bowl game? No, Shane said he won't call plays. Uh, maybe he'll coach. I, I don't know. Uh, I would say I would think he would get out. I need to go listen to the presser. I'm sorry, the carpool thing threw me off today. Yeah, well, he re, he doubled down on he's not going to say who is coaching quarterbacks in the bowl game, and he is not going to say who is calling the plays as a strategic move, which implies that whoever's calling plays has done it before. And has a body of work. So, who do you look at there? Limbo, Kitchens. Well, yeah, probably Kitchens. I would think. Yeah, you know, who knows? Kitchens makes the most sense to me, right? Uh, you know, so we'll see. Saunders is down with Under Armour. Uh, Travis says Bruin alumni here, close to the seller situation. In your opinion, JC is Lenore's flipping? I think it's still 50 50. Uh, time is a problem there for Carolina because. Uh, he's at the he is at the uh, Trumbull, and you can't go meet with him at the Trumbull because that's illegal. Thank you, NCAA, brilliant people. Um, and then uh, so he gets back Saturday night. They have official visitors in town. So I mean, who knows? Hopefully, it'll happen. Uh, and I think if if he does, there's a shot. Uh, so we'll see sort of uh, how it goes. SC Scout guy says Florence County represent JC. Have you ever spent any time in Florence County? Some limited. My uncle used to live there for for a minute, um, and I have really good friends that live in Florence. Gamecock, all Gamecock friends, you know that I've met through the years. Really dear friends of mine. I mean, special people. Uh, Matt and Rod, really special friends of mine, um, come to mind. And I, I'm sure I know some other people in Florence too, uh, but not you know on the way to the beach, on the way to Myrtle. My whole life <laughs> going through. I mean, I, I, that's uh, that's it. But Florence County certainly. Mad respect, great football over there, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, Lance says Kitchens is going to do it. Loggins is not, and that's true. Cleese says Pete Limbo is a pretty good OC. Pete Limbo, yeah, I mean, you look at what he does on special teams, how he, he, he notices tendencies and weaknesses. Certainly. Certainly. All right. So uh, we got to get another break in. Jamie Bradford has texted me. JB is in the house, top of the hour. Nice. Right? High noon. High noon Bradford showdown. High noon. Uh, so so he's going to get in here, and I'm sure he's got a lot of takes on this. We'll be back right after uh, these messages on the show. Hey, man. 
Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblatt. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team proud sponsors of inside the gamecocks family vacations a new car a new boat all cost money but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now i help consulting can help you finally get the kids to disney world upgrade the minivan or drop that new boat in the water next summer let daniel and i help consulting consult with you no fees just savings you pay them a percentage of those savings save on essential services credit card fees you name it let them find it these folks are incredible ihelpconsulting.com how can i help i used to be president of the united states and i love the show with phil and jc Welcome back inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call and talk to him about updating your uh, backdoor space, backyard space, into a nice retreat, 803-446-4662. And first hour of the show brought to you by the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team and Cindy Searfoss in Spartanburg. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. All righty, then. Back to the show. Back to the Nana's Porch chat box. Got some good uh, things in here. Uh, Lance says, I owe JC and Phil many cold dowel logins next season. Yes. Let's have some. I, 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 would, have have, some. I, I, would, I would have a dowel logins with Lance player. I mean, that's no doubt. Uh, probably most of you here in the chat box, I would. But um, I, would have, I would have one, uh, you know, definitely uh, with all y'all, but, but especially Lance player. <laughs> I just love I, I love that spirit right there, man. Um, uh, Sonder says off topic, but I'm liking the shorter commercial breaks. Me too. And, and I yeah. and I just mm-hmm. I adjusted some volume issues on some of them, and so uh, I actually enjoy listening to them now. I used to have to get up and take my headphones off, <laughs> but I mean, it's a good Montreal. Tyshawn looks explosive and comes from a prestigious high school. I I think they got a good shot there, man. If uh, with a kid like that in state Pennsylvania, you got to kind of watch, you know, the Nittany Lions or somebody like that sneaking in late, uh, somebody a little closer to home. But uh, I think it was a great find by Justin Stepp. I, I'm pretty sure he's on the visitors list for this weekend. Uh, and that would be a really under the radar, you know, sleeper type pickup, I think. Because when you play for a great high school like that and you produce like that, your chances of busting are usually like, slim you know like landon sampson that's why i'm not worried about landon sampson uh being a good player uh for carolina or you know god forbid he gets the portal or whatever goes someplace else because because he's a south lake carol very productive 
those guys have a low bust rate, you know, even if they're not superstars. I mean, Nick Jones, there's a reason Nick Jones was really good at Carolina because he's really good at Burns, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that's the deal there. Craig says, why does Fink let Gene and Phil grenade this press guy? I don't know. Uh, they got to let those guys in. Um, and, and, you know, half the fans blame the, the, the media that's there in the press conference for not asking the tough questions, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah the state and the Post and Courier, so they got to let those guys in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Krieger uh, says, can he bring any bring that six foot nine lineman with him? The the dang lumberjack that they yeah. in Arkansas that they got. I mean, the the, the the first lumberjack we've had since Justin Sorensen. Yeah, man. I, it looks I, like I, there might be a tight end following him over here from uh, from the yeah. Ozark. Trey Knox, Trey Knox, uh, who who we sat here and talked about, Phil, with Trey mm-hmm. Biddy. Um, by the way, we'll, we'll get Trey on when things kind of slow down for for him right now. Uh, he, he's going nuts, just like we all are in this business. And we'll get him to talk about Loggins. And I'll get some other Arkansas folks on that'll talk about him and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, first first Lumberjacks is Justin Sorensen is what that would be. Uh, and I, I just recall so many stories about Justin Sorensen and the amount of beer he could drink. Just so many. Oh, I can I mean, only imagine. Well, dude, dude was six eight and Canadian. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much Molson ice did that, that dude man go could kill a Labatt? Yeah, the, right. The Labatt, the Labatt blue man. God bless. Anyway, uh, Thomas says it must be tough being a college player these days and having to learn three or four different alma maters in your career. Yeah, I was just thinking about Eric Stevenson the other day, the basketball player that's on his fourth school in right. West Virginia. I was like, wow, man, this guy's got split loyalties. Uh, DeRest says, Trey Knox coming in this weekend. I have to confirm that. Uh, Saunders says, any updates on Big Tree? Uh, and he didn't say Big Tree. He actually spelled it out. Uh, learned how to spell that name, and now he might be Maryland bound. Yeah, it's a sticky situation. He's got some stuff at home he's working through. Uh, some unfortunate things happening with his family. Uh, I think that's probably what's got him a little bit uh, wavering, but you know, I don't, I don't think you can, I mean, I know the crystal ball came in like right after he decommitted, but I don't think you can uh, slam the door on South Carolina with him yet. Uh, True says Beamer starts, talks to the media like he won 11 games or something. Yeah. But only if you, if you graded him on a curve and waited, what, you know, waited his GPA, it, it's probably better than some of those eleven win seasons, uh, I would think. With big wins wise, but but no, you're right. I mean, it, come on, eight and four, and you lost to three, six, and six teams. You know, like I said, you can you anything in, about this game, you can take it from one end of the. You can flip it around and look at look at it from another perspective. Uh, that's why football is a allegory of life, folks. Because in life you can do that. You know, in life you can do that. Um, Quantrell says, uh, all right, Marius has heard good words from Arky Boosters on Knox and the four-star wideout who hit the portal. Yeah, Jackson. Uh, I think they can get both of those. Truth says he needs to win the SEC East, win 11 games three times, finish right in the top 10 before talking crap to the media. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, Spur- Spurrier was always really good. Spurrier never, like, browbeat the media. He just like, well, somebody wrote this, and He's like, somebody wrote this about our offense. And like, but what do you guys think? Was that that offense? All right, then. <laughs> you know, and, and he went off on Ron Morris because Ron Morris just completely, you know, you talk about 
two ends of the spectrum. You know, everything I know about Ron Morris is that he's an outstanding human being, great person, does a lot of work for charity, helps people, uh, give you the shirt off his back. Terrible writer, you know, in my opinion, as far as like, you know, uh, concocting uh, columns that don't even make, half of them didn't even make logical sense and castigating unnecessary criticism towards people. Um, in my opinion, that's my opinion. If some people may think he's a great writer, that's fine. Uh, so that's kind of a weird one too, but yeah, Spur, Spur wasn't even going to, he's like, well, let's go out here and I'll do a bunch of exclusives and I'm not talking while he's in here, you know? Yeah. So Quantrill says, what's the best South Carolina high school football rivalry? I remember seeing some legendary Daniel Seneca games as a kid fights on the field and off. Yeah. That gets up there in, uh, the, 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 what's the, what's the Lord of the Rings? What's the, what's the mountain with the eye on it? What's that called? It? Mordor? Is that Mordor? It? Yeah. Is, that's am the, I wrong? Am I right? I don't know. I'm not a, the, not a the, Tolkien guy. The Mord, me neither. The Mordor rivalry, I guess. Cause you know, that Oculus they have up there at Death Valley, it kind of can pass for it. <laughs> Isn't it kind of <laughs> funny that we're talking about Lord of the Rings <laughs> today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you know, to me, I think it depends on where you're from, Quantrail. Um, there were two kind of when I grew up. Like one was uh Sockesty Myrtle Beach in Myrtle Beach. That was, mm. was a big game for both those teams. Sockesty's terrible and Myrtle Beach is pretty good. Um, and that's kind of from my mom's end, but Spartanburg and Dorman, when I was coming up, that was the biggest. Uh Farmers Day at Dorman, and, and you know, because that you know, Spartan, Spartanburg High School was the only high school in Spartanburg, and then they built Dorman in the what the sixties, mm-hmm. uh, and and Spartanburg High School beat them like thirty. It was like thirty-one to one, and then in the mid nineties they got good. They Dave Gutshaw came and Dorman became a powerhouse, and Spartanburg kind of fell. Uh, and so that that game, I remember ninety. It was ninety-five. It was the first year Dorman was any good. Uh, and Spartanburg beat them on a last-second touchdown pass at Dorman. Then they met in the state championship game over Clemson. Spartanburg beat him again by seven. Anthony Simmons was on that Spartanburg High School team. Beamer says the Carolina media is a cakewalk compared to New York City, yet he gets rattled by them in every press conference. Yeah, Shane Beamer does not need to take the head coaching job of the New York Jets anytime soon. No. No. I I, I can give him that advice. Uh, uh, If you hate Beamer, go be a Clemson fan. Yeah, I don't know that he hates him. Uh, Matt says White Campbell could be considered a lumberjack. That's what we need a new category of offensive linemen, Phil, the lumberjack category. The lumberjack. That's right. Lumberjack. You know, boom, boom. Mordor, Mountain Doom. Okay. Um, Rick says, is it still one JUCO OT, one high school OT with the decommits? Yeah, JUCO's gone. Uh, Auburn, I, I, I think I should have mentioned this more forcefully when Hugh Freeze got that job, but uh, they're going to be a problem in recruiting for South Carolina when they come up against each other. Um and that, unfortunately, that's that's what happened. Uh, he's like, "Come on, you nerds, get it right." Uh, Dell Loggins <laughs> is our Sam Lovett Xavier. Yeah, Mordor is a country. The tower is Barad Dur. The mountain is Mount Doom. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. We stand corrected. I, I apologize. Uh, and, oh, Rock Hill and Northwestern used to be a heck of a rivalry. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, Sonder said Spur era O lineman from Ainer. He was legitimately a lumberjack for a few summers. Yeah, T.J. Johnson. 
I uh, know him a little, know him a little bit, know some people that know him. Great, great dude, great, great player. Stuck in the NFL with the Bengals for like four years, you know. Um, Dorman sucked for years. The Spartanburg Gaffney rival was brutal in my day, Jeff says. Yeah, my dad used to tell a story about Spartanburg and Gaffney. Like in the 50s, somebody got murdered. Like the student body president got murdered in, in Gaff at Gaffney. Mm. So I don't know, man. Yeah, that, that, that seems serious to me. Uh, Gaffney, Cherokee County. They, uh, I love Gaffney and, and Gaffney High School football. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, so there we go. It, it's uh, it's all that. So yeah, high school football rivalries we're talking about today. Uh, King HB says, get dynamic mics condenser. Microphones suck. I got, okay, so, so help, help me with this because I've got a condenser mic and a dynamic mic. What am I doing wrong? Am I am I positioned wrong? Am I talking too loud? Help me! Help me! Yeah, help me! Help! Help! If, if you can hear me, <laughs> Eric says. JC, tell Beamer to look at the running back at Barnwell, finalist for Mister Football, but only an offer from SC State would be a diamond in the rough. I would uh, I will pass that along to the powers that be. Quantrell says, didn't know Fentrell Cypress was from Rock Hill. Do you remember that recruitment, JC? Yeah, he's a late pickup by Virginia. Uh, everybody passed on him. So there we go. Uh, Jerry says late 70s and 80s, it was Woodruff and Burns. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Woodruff and Burns don't still play because that's back in the day. I mean, they're very close together, like District 4 is right below District 5. Um, Joey says, help me down, Loggins. Help me. <laughs> help, me. <laughs> help me down, Loggins. If you have any help. Uh, C.E. Murray, Hemingway, King Street, combining into one school. That's not a surprise, but I hate it because see, those little schools down there, man, they put out some dudes. Mm. Uh, and and our, Chop E used to be over there before they made Carter's Bay. Um, so anyway, it, it, I don't want the little towns of South Carolina to dry up and go away and, and, their, and their football programs. I just I, I worry about that sometimes. Um. You know, no, no. He said, no condenser mics pick up every little noise, even AC turning on. So we need non-condenser mics because I'm worried about that. I'll go back and listen sometimes. I'm like, oh god, what the hell? Can y'all hear my AC running now? Probably. No, who knows? Uh, Jeff says, uh, just a you just glitch from time to time, more of a signal issue. All right. Well, I'm, I'm still working on this mic thing because I'm like, you know, we fix the commercials. <laughs> Sometimes things go a little slow with old JC because I got a lot of right now this time of year. I'm about to go nuts. But uh, we'll, we'll get there, man. We'll get there. We, we really appreciate you guys tuning in regardless. So as always, Papa, yeah, of course. Papa Duck says I am literally a lumberjack. Hats off to you, sir. That's right. I mean, <laughs> hats off to you. All right. We got to hit a break. Jamie Bradford on the other side. Inside the game, guys, the show coming back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope's State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance 
insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That one, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He'd better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! And Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks of the Show, brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, for your outdoor retreat. And the second hour of the show brought to you by the Burgesson team at REMAX at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek or call or get in touch with Adam. Preferred method is email, a Burgesson, A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at REMAX.net. And joining us on the McKellar Enterprises Performance Line... I like performance. I always want to say performance instead of just guest, because you know what? That's what we bring you in for. We want maximum JB today. <laughs> what do you think about old Dowell, JB? How's, performance. How you performance. Yeah. The performance line. I, I like that. Performance, line. performance. Haven't you ever seen Bad Santa? <laughs> because yeah, you know, because Meredith performance. She, well, well, Meredith fixes your performance on the yeah. golf course. That, so this is true. That oh, makes I, I was sitting here looking at Jamie like when we we're during his intro. When he doesn't have the hat, and he's looking down like that. It looks just like Dave Matthews. I wish I had Dave Matthews' that? money. Yeah, uh, have you I ever get gotten Dave Matthews? A little bit. I the the younger ladies uh, go with <laughs> Jeremy Piven, and the older guys. I like that one. Always yeah. go with. Uh, you look like a young Billy Joel. I'm like, right. oh, I can see. I can see Joel that too. too. Yeah, I can see that. Uptown too. girls mm-hmm. liking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, so starting off, what's uh, high school football, man? We're, we're talking about the chat box. What's what do you think is the best high school football rivalry in South Carolina? I mean, I guess it kind of it depends on where you're from, but wow. uh, your your thoughts on this? It's it's got to be somewhere in the upstate or Abbeville. Ooh, uh, Abbeville. Abbeville. Yeah, I, I know who they're. All. It's it's not Greenwood, but they're in Greenwood County. Ninety six? No. Is it ninety six? No. And the only reason I'm saying that, obviously, is because of Abbeville, or as my friends from Abbeville call it, God's country. God's um, country. 
It's not um, BHP, is it? No. No, Abbeville. I don't know. It's not. I think it's not. I think it's ninety six. I'm not. I'm not sure. Greenwood County. I can't remember uh, now. Anyway, it's who, it's who, not who, anywhere in the Low Country. Back when I was growing up, Somerville Stratford was outstanding. Um, and, and, and Stratford's just not as good as they used to be. Of course, really neither is Somerville, uh, Somerville Fort Dorchester is really good, but I mean, but it's not here. It's not down here. I mean, there are rivalries down here. They don't compare to some of the upstate rivalries. Um, you know, you know, you know, Rock Hill and in, in Northwestern, you know, used to be really outstanding. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really hard question. I, don't know. I, I think yeah. it's just I, in South Carolina, it really more depends on if you're having a good year or not. Like that's not really the case yeah. in Texas and some of those other places. Yeah. But like, but here, you know, if, if Somerville ain't good, nobody go. I mean, half the people go. If they're really good, a lot of people go. So, yeah, it, I, Dorman Spartan High. Oh, Abbeville and Calhoun Falls. There you go. Calhoun, Calhoun Falls closed though. I don't know. I don't uh, know well, I think it's isn't it, is it Calhoun County now? No, Calhoun County's St. Matthews towards Orangeburg. Okay. That's where Alshon's uh, from. Alshon yeah, Jeffrey yeah. and Tyshawn Wanamaker, those guys. Anyway, uh, uh, Denmark, Olar versus Bamberg Earhart. Yeah, that's, that, an that's a That's one a good too. rivalry. Yeah. That's yeah. an underrated one, too. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, high school Marvel. football talk. My, my, wife, my wife, before she got her doctorate, had to do a, some time in, in uh, Barnwell. Um, yeah, basically, you know, going over there and, and working with some doctor, not shadowing. I can't remember what it was called, but. Uh, she said uh, one morning she was leaving. It was about five in the morning, leaving to drive over there to be there by, you know, seven or so. I said, where are you going again today? She said, I'm going to Barnwell. I said, oh, sweet Jesus, don't do it. And she goes, don't I have to go? I said, no, no, I, Barnwell's great. If you go to Barnwell and say Barnwell, they're going to kick your ass. <laughs> I was like, it's Barnwell. It's wool. They're, wool. Not Barnwell. well. Wool. Barnwell. You know, uh, so um, anyways. Well, that's how we tell the locals up here is like, is it Greenville or do you say Greenville? No, Greenville. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, Greenville. I mean, I don't know. I've always, I've always said Greenville. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Greenville. I'll say Greenville. And, you know, and, and, and up here, if you, if you do, if you pronounce stuff like that, people don't understand. You're like, what? Man. Yeah. Beef sandwich. All right. So uh, Shane Beamer press conference earlier. He got, he got a little uh, fired up there. Um, yeah. I haven't I haven't listened to it. Hard for me to comment. I've got a lot of, you know, depending on you know, I'm going to listen to it and give an opinion. But uh, uh, I think he lectured the fans enough today, so I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lecture anybody about it. But uh, I, I do kind of respect him for you know making the call that he made and uh, sticking by it. And yep. I think that's what that's what leaders do, and they live or die with those decisions. Yeah. Well, first of all. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody, and I'm I'm glad to be here for um, respect my decision season. On it. <laughs> respect my decision. Respect my decision. Whoever whoever came out with it, it's just copy and paste. You know, first I want to thank God, and then I want to thank my teammates. I want to thank my my fans and the coaches, and um, you know, you'll always be my brothers. Yada 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 yada. With that said, I'm entering the transfer portal. Respect my decision. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you like got it. See you later. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, there's I, no mic drop there anymore. I mean, because you know what's coming at the end. Respect my decision. Respect your decision. Up and leave your teammates hanging. Re- respect. Respect, respect yeah. my authority. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, you know, um, well, and before we get into all that, first of all, let's keep our eye on the ball for a minute here. Um, 
th- the uh, thoughts and prayers with Mike Leach's family. What a horrible loss for not just college football, for everybody. This guy was awesome. Everything about him was awesome. And um, and he made an unbelievable impact on athletics, but he made an unbelievable impact on the people in athletics. And then those people go out and do other things in the world. And so, uh, you know, he's got um, he's got a lot of strings all over all over the place. So thoughts and prayers with his family and and Mississippi State, which is a really good fan base of people. And uh, and uh, certainly hope hope things can find a way to hope they win their bowl game. I can't remember who they're playing, but I sure hope they win their bowl game. And um, are, are they playing Illinois? Actually, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's great because they're yeah. playing mm-hmm. at Raymond James, and there's a pirate yeah. ship in the end zone. Yeah, it's just amazing. So, um, yeah, I hope that hope they win that uh, win that bowl game and 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 uh, dedicate all that to him. Um, yeah, I, I almost choked up honestly when I thought about the fact they were playing their last game in Raymond James, or or the, or the bowl game at Raymond James, and, and with the pirate ship. And I, uh, yeah. Pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, I got, I got me yesterday for for a minute there. Yeah, I hope they uh, hope they do something something for him. So, um, you know, with all that said, uh, yeah, on Shane's uh, on Shane's PC today, I, I I look, I personally thought he was he was outstanding. Shane, uh, we've learned I think by now, keeps receipts, and uh, and he is uh, he pays attention to what's going on in the outside world, and. Um, I thought good for him because, you know, I'm not sure how many people have, I don't want to say followed me because nobody really knows what I've been doing. But when I knew last week, JC, and I knew this from talking to you, uh, kind of behind the scenes that, that they had really zeroed in on on uh, Dow Loggins, you know, I, I went to work and doing my own research as to figure out who, who this guy is because I, I didn't know who he was. Um, I knew who he was based on, you know, guys like Connor and others kind of speaking publicly about him, but I didn't know anything about him. And so I figured instead of being the next jackass to fly off on Twitter or on a message board and tell everybody everything that I know and how stupid Shane Beamer is, that I would go do my own homework to figure out, you know, who's Dow Logan. So, you know, I just think that that would be smart. And also, you know, to to give I, – I, I hate to give Coach Beamer any credit. He hasn't done anything to deserve it, right? But I mean, he he's he has watched 25 games of football as the head coach at South Carolina, and so I'm just kind of hoping that maybe this guy who pretty much we've learned that knows jack crap about football has maybe learned a little smidgen about what his offense might want to look like at South Carolina, um, and and you know and maybe what he doesn't want it to look like. And I think at the end of Dowell Logan's uh, comments day in his press conference. He said what anybody should want to hear. Actually, he said exactly what everybody should yeah, want to hear. Yeah, great. Which was, there pro, having pro concepts here is fantastic. But uh, you know, our guys are here for twenty hours a week. They're not here all day. They don't get paid to do this. That, well, some do. That's why they transfer. And then, um, you know, so we just need to basically dumb it down and eliminate a lot of this terminology and, and go, let's go play football. Yeah. AKA Tennessee and Clemson. <laughs> so yeah. I mean. You know, if you could hire Dowell Loggins or Kenny Loggins or Santa Claus to run your offense, if it looks anything like the last two games, I don't think anybody gives a crap who's running the offense here. And so that's if that's really kind of what they're gearing towards, I know he's an elite recruiter. He's very well-spoken. Uh, he does appear to kind of fit what Shane's looking for from a culture standpoint. Again, I don't know him. I know two people that do know him. They both said glorious things about this guy. Um, so... I'm really looking forward to it. I thought Shane, uh, you know, some people 
don't like coaches that snap back like that. Uh, Dabo has done it for years. Uh, and and at some point in time, you know, it kind of started working for him. Uh, Nick Saban's been snapping at people for years. Kind of works for him. Uh, Steve Spurrier has snapped at people. Kind of worked for him. Um, you know, there are coaches out there who have their own way of defending their players, defending their program, defending their, their hires, procedures, and practices. And that's shame. You know, one thing that both of you know, and I know this, and we know a lot of people that know this, that Shane generally gets in front of a camera and he is unbelievably likable. You want to go have a beer with him and all these things, right? But we also know that the people who work with him behind the scenes are like, don't piss him off because he's going ah. to put you back in your chair real quick. All right? And he's been around a lot of coaches over time, including his father and Steve and Sylvester Croom and Lincoln and, and, and all these guys, you know? who um, who they, they have their own kind of presence, and he's seen it. He knows what it looks like. And you saw some of that come out in him today because he's sick of it. And I don't blame him for being sick of it because coming into the 2021 season, Shane Beamer can't win here. Shane Beamer can't get to a bowl game. Did those. Shane Beamer can't win the bowl game. Did that. Shane Beamer probably is not going to be able to sustain that. Sure did. No way they're going to beat Tennessee after the Florida performance. Well, they beat their ass. Uh, well, they're definitely not going to beat Clemson. Look at all these streaks on the line. No, they beat them too. And they should have beaten them by three touchdowns. He 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 just his resume since he's been here, when you look at wins and losses, is outstanding. So he keeps throwing it back in everybody's face. Like you keep saying we can't do this, but we're doing it. All right. I don't know where all the experts I had no idea that social media had that many offensive coordinators on it. I had no clue. Um, until the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of dudes out there that know a lot of stuff. I mean, they should be applying for jobs and, and setting up coaching clinics and all kinds of crap. And, you know, so I, I didn't realize those guys existed, but I'm glad that they do. And I'm glad that, you know, they're able to give Shane their opinions. And I'm glad that Shane was able to take those into consideration before, before making this hire. And I'm, and I'm also glad that all these people to say, well, we were expecting a home run hire. How the hell do you know this isn't a home run hire? out of curiosity and and where did you get those expectations from because dan mullen wasn't coming here ever you know if i hear that again i'm gonna choke somebody he wasn't coming to south carolina i don't know about bryles and i don't know about lincoln but i do know that this cat if bryles was gone was gonna be the oc at arkansas and uh, not lincoln garrett riley uh i know that this guy was high on the list like the guy okay shane said today unless everybody wants to call him a liar that this cat's been hit on for the last few weeks about OC jobs in the SEC. So, other teams want this loser? Why? I mean, what, you know, what are what are we thinking here? So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you let it play out. I know it's a long answer and it's kind of a fired up one, but like, I don't have any business at all. Me, you ask me my opinion. I have no business questioning Shane Beamer's offensive coordinator hire because I don't know jack shit about offensive coordinating. All I know is what people tell me, and I try to formulate my opinions as to what I see. I've never hired an OC, ever, like not once. Never even for like a little pipsqueak squad, five-year-olds. Nope, didn't do it. So I don't know anything about it. So I'm going to put my trust in the guy that's proved everybody wrong for two years and the fact that maybe he's learned something over the last couple of years of what he wants and doesn't want, and let's, let's ride on this ship with him because he's got as much energy around this program as he's ever had, and it's like people forgot. They just can't wait to tweet again. You know, I mean, 
clean your basement, go outside and look at the sun, and just absorb it for a little while. Stay on this ride. He's taking South Carolina football back somewhere it hasn't been in a while. By the way, Kai Kroger, second team All-American, American Football Coaches Association. So there you go, Ray Guy. Uh, award people. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like, I, I understood sort of the well, wait a minute, who is this guy? And I understand like the history and the, and, and I also understand that it was, you know, th- there's not a single person in that building that that is like sitting around going, man, we miss Marcus Satterfield, <laughs> you know, or, or we, God, I wish we, I wish we'd have really stuck with that offense, you know? Um, and so I get it and, and I get, I get how it comes across, but my, my, I would encourage people just give it a chance. You can't do anything about it. Um, and, and, and I think, Whereas there were some unfortunate reactions on social media, uh, I think it could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, it didn't rise to the level of Tennessee and Greg Schiano, so that was good. But, uh, you know, it, it, people, didn't, you have to understand that, that stuff, no matter what your opinion is on the, sub, on the subject, uh, none of us are qualified to know if it's going to work or not. Uh, we can't Because we can't tell the future. I would not be on this show if I could tell – uh, whether or not that would work without a shadow of a doubt, because I would be in Las Vegas pouring myself mimosa number one of the day, having a nice breakfast, eating an omelet, getting ready to go to the Dagum Sportsbook all day and make my money, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think that's it. Give it a chance. I thought, now getting down to like the meat of what he said, Dowell in his press conference, Jamie, thought it was refreshing. Absolutely. I thought it was exactly what needed, you know, when you talk exactly what needs to happen. Uh, you know, whereas from Sat, all we got was like defensiveness and, uh, you know, I, I thought Sat did a, wasn't terrible in his pressers and, and combative or anything, but you could just never get any, any answers out of, you know, what was wrong, out of what was wrong. Well, I think Dowell Loggins uh, diagnosed what was wrong uh, in the press conference hey, today. Hey, let, let me, let me, let me interrupt you real quick. I talked yeah. to somebody and it's not going to be who people think, because I think people understand I've got know who some of my contacts are there. It's not the, them. It's t- somebody totally different who was – Dow Logan spent a few days last year at the University of South Carolina. Does anybody know that? All right. He spent a few days last year. As a matter of fact, actually, somebody, I think, wrote about this the other day, saying, well, he was on campus last year. No, he, he didn't just touch campus. He was in town for a few days meeting yeah. with the staff, okay? All right? and Because he was basically still an NFL guy before, you know, he got to, you know uh, – to, to Arkansas and all that, all right? The, the guy that I talked to, I mean, Dowell Loggins didn't say, like, this is what's wrong with everything here. But when he got done with every single thing that he was discussing with the staff, they all looked at each other and said, "Uh, well, now we kind of know what's wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it wasn't because he came out and said, well, you know, you're not doing your job and here's how you're doing this and you need to do that's not what he said he was giving his thoughts and giving his information to the south carolina offensive staff last year and saying this is how things work i don't know what he said i wasn't in there i just know that he was there and i know that's what was said and people are looking around going well now that makes sense coming from a pro guy to a college uh program that all makes sense and it didn't really correlate with what they were doing at the time so then he caps his press conference with what he says today, and ta-da, it all clicks. Like, he understands it. Hey, I'm a pro guy. I've been in the, in the pros, but when you come here to this level, 
like you're going to have to adjust some things. He talked about the spacing on the field with hash marks and things like that. None of us have even heard those conversations be had. Matter of fact, I've never heard that conversation had ever in football. So I'm not sure how anybody can walk away and go, yeah, you know, I, I, I get it, like being like optimistic but cautiously optimistic. There's, yeah, yeah. there's PTSD in the fan base. Post, yeah, yeah. Like I get that. I, I'm not saying anybody's wrong for feeling that way. You got every right to feel that way. And it's actually nobody that's been, you know, commenting and things like that today. Y'all are you're all spot on. It's the dumbasses who who have three followers on Twitter, but they have a Twitter handle because they think somebody wants to listen to them spew crap that doesn't matter, or they go to your message boards, get very fired up. There's 6,000 people that subscribe to the Big Spur, and six of them piss everybody off because they don't they don't know anything, but they got 10 bucks, so they can subscribe to a website, and then that makes them feel like they're the president of the damn thing. You know, so, like, these are the president. morons that just need to shut up. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, they, they just don't. Go back to work. If you have a job, go back to work and let Shane do his and support him. You know, if you buy season tickets, I hope you'll keep doing that. If you're going to go to the bowl game, go. But, like, don't tell everybody that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He just won eight games and had three top 15 victories in the middle of it. I, I know some of it didn't look good, but they won them. I sure as hell two years ago would have taken that. Hell, I would have taken that two months ago when they were one and two or whatever it was. So, I mean, I understand, like, the angst of did he get it right or did he not? We're not going to know until next September, but I sure hope that people don't want to just sit here and bitch for the next nine months about something they literally know nothing about. I don't think I don't think they will. I think that's uh, probably not going to happen. So chat box is why uh, Tiffany said she questioned it and until I see what he does, but I hope he's successful. Very fair. That's very fair, Tiffany. By the way, Tiffany, can you email me your address? I have a Carolina Rice thing to send to you and I was going through and I think I had the wrong address when you initially signed up. So that's the instant game guys at gmail.com if you don't mind. Uh, it gets great. King HB says, what online betting app do you guys recommend? I, I use Barstool because I like Barstool. Uh, and it, they pay out pretty quick. Because I sit on a bar. Oh, I, if I had to sit on a barstool all day and do this show, <laughs> it would be awful. Yeah, or I, I, sit on, I sit on the throne of JC and make my picks. Yeah. You guys know where the throne is, right? Uh-huh. It's made of porcelain. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saunders said, and it, it's, it's, I was getting to this. Saunders said he'd come over as a consultant and sat or what. No, okay, an offseason typically coaches visit with other staffs. Um, like right. uh, Tony Elliott at Clemson um, ended up uh, uh, visiting with Texas uh, for a while when he first took over for Chad Morris. And, and they implement little things. It's usually not like a – like Georgia and South Carolina aren't going to visit with each other. Tennessee, it, you know, it's, it's usually not somebody you play. Uh, and then typically, sometimes coaches from the NFL stop by. You know, that's why they have big coaching clinics and stuff like that. So it, it's not like they wrote him a check and said, "Oh God, yeah, yeah, offense stink. Call Dowell Loggins; he'll fix it for you." You know, it's not like that. So, um, so it's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> and 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 by the way, I, I I know that it's kind of become a, a little bit of a punching bag. But I think his name is badass, man. Dowell Loggins to me is just sweet. Never heard, never heard the name Dowell. Never heard the name Loggins spelled that way, or seen the name Loggins spelled that way. I'm just so glad it's Loggins and not Logans, because we were going to lose a bunch of Kenny Loggins references. We were, we were going to lose the danger zone offense or the footloose formation. I mean, I don't want to give that up at all. No. Lo- Logans, Logans is. Bleh. 
Loggins, pimp, pimp. Yeah. Speaking of pimp, we got to get to a break. Continuing on with JB on Wednesday right here on the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show you can't handle the truth gamecock nation do you need a place to stay for the big game many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions but at fan plans you support inside the gamecocks still earn your hotel loyalty points and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel whether you are visiting columbia to cheer on carolina or hitting the road to follow the team get in the stands with fan plans Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call to uh, talk about your next outdoor retreat 803-446-4662 why are me and you having such why are we having such a hard time saying that phil because I, I struggle with it too I, it's, it's like, and then i say next i'm like well gosh how many yeah, outdoor retreats does everybody have <laughs> and then i just stopped no, like, well, well hell you need another many. one if you don't have one from john you need to go get one <laughs> yeah but uh Oh, second hour of the show is brought to you by Adam and Derek and the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. For all of your commercial or investment real estate needs, shoot Adam an email, A Burgesson, that's A B E R G E S O N, at Remax.net. And of course, Jamie Bradford is in with us as he always is in on Wednesday. And Jamie, yeah, I think, you know, back to what you were saying in that epic rant, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, by the way, Kruger uh, says JB dropped his lens and made a dowel movement. Right, yes, right here, live on our airwaves. So we love that. Yeah. Hey, I well, y'all do do everybody a favor, and at some point in time in the next few weeks, probably I'm sure after the bowl game, but um, re, you know, reach out to Steve and see if you can't get doubt Coach Loggins on the show. I think it'd be neat to kind of pick his brain of yeah of just offense, just talk 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 offense. offense. Yeah, so. yeah, we'd love to, love to have Dowell on. But no, I was like, I got pushed back last week when all this dropped saying, hey, you know, I think Beamer's earned the right to, you know, have some trust built up here. And they're like, well, yep. what has he done? I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, you just went through the litany of the things he's done. What? When I mean, you were staring down a two and eight season in the SEC in 2020, did you think you'd be here today? No. <laughs> I, I didn't no, think you, we you couldn't say it. I didn't think we'd be here today when they were one and two to start the year. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Look, man, I you know, 
I'm not going to spend the next 30 minutes, um, you know, beating up on people that that don't know literally anything. Um, but, but, you know, Shane, and I don't think Shane doesn't need me or anybody else out there really to defend him. He's a grown man. He makes plenty of money. He's a college football coach. You know, he'll do, he already, he already did what he needed to do today. But, um, I, I just hope that, you know, if you, all of us collectively, I mean, we, I'm not sure like what's going on in the South Carolina fan base. All anybody wanted was to win. They've been winning. All anybody wanted was to make the change at OC. They made it. And now, you know, nothing's good enough. We don't even know if it's good enough yet. Um, I, I will continue to learn more about this. But I do know this. Like, there is a bowl game coming up. And this football program with the deflections that they've had over the last you know week or so, players departing the program to go to the NFL or to go play somewhere else, you know, they're they're going to need every ounce of everything that they bring down there within the team. Plus, they're going to need about 30,000, 40,000 Gamecocks cheering them on in Jacksonville. So let's try, to, let's try to all stay focused on getting them to nine wins because we can help them. Carolina fans can help the football program get to nine wins and, and sign even more guys in the offseason. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about the portal here in just a minute and things of that nature, NIL, all that stuff. But, like, the only thing that we can do is cheer for them. You know, so if you if you have a Twitter handle and or if you have a, a, a you know, a, 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 a handle name in your in the Big Spur or where wherever, um, find a way to be be positive. You know, find, you don't argue with people. You can't argue online like that. There's no context behind it. People don't stop. You know, they find ways to insult you. It just makes you your blood boil and it ruins your night. Don't do that. Just find reasons to say positive things about the program. You know, it's Christmas. Be positive for a little while. You know, if they get beat by Notre Dame, give yourself some time to let it all out, and then and then let's see what happens in the offseason. But, you know, help the program. Don't hurt it. Don't hurt it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Speaking of, a little news here. Uh, Carolina Rise has signed Nick Emanuore to an NIL deal. Uh, those of you that have – uh, given or joined up in the last two weeks, week since Jaheim Bell left, uh, uh, you, you're directly responsible for that. So just wanted to, bravo, that's awesome. You wanted to get yeah. that uh, taken care of. There you go. So that's that's a it's good to have from a Carolina Rice standpoint. It's good to have a freshman All American, and uh, you, you'll probably see a little video here of Nick uh, in the coming days on the show. But uh, we're we're spurrier when we need him, Nikki. Well, Nikki. shoot, Nikki, him and Warry, him on, Nikki, him on, shoot. But uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's good news there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those things that people just need to settle down. And I figured they would, Jamie, after the press conference, because I was like, there's just no way that that, that they're gonna this guy's gonna be underwhelming in the presser. And he said exactly what we've all said needed to happen on that side of the ball. Oh yeah. And so all- so I don't I don't understand why people would continue to say he's just like Satterfield because he's obviously not. I mean, I know it's probably close. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another NFL guy. It's all that. It it wouldn't have been the resume I'd have picked out of the stack, but it's not my job to pick it. You know, it's Beamer's job. And so, you know, I I thought so far so good. If he does what he says he's going to do, I think Carolina have a pretty exciting offense. And Dante Reno talked to hell, hell McGranahan last night about it and said, that will basically told him it's going to be wide freaking open uh, 
You know, he's like, college ball is different. And he said, he told Dante, college ball is different than NFL. He's like, you can get, you need, you need to be a little more pass happy. He's like, you need to be a little more uh, creative, a little more flexible. It's got to be, it's, it's got to be simpler. So, um, you know, I, I have no idea if he can call plays. I mean, you know what? And with Satterfield, too, I think we all found out at the end he could call plays. He just couldn't get out of his own way. <laughs> you know, finally, when, you know, you put the, the, the training wheels on him, he stayed upright and, and, and rode the bike pretty dang good. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, there was a lot of creativity uh, out there and stuff. So, you know, so I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know as far as play calling goes, but I'm going to tell you this, you've been through 16 game NFL seasons, calling ball plays and gotten your brains beat in <laughs> like he did with bad teams. I think you kind of learn what doesn't work in football. And, and it's, it's the same sport, different game for sure. But, uh, I think that there won't be any like lack of uh, like nervousness and, and lack of feel like maybe some first time play callers have no. uh, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to, we're going to take the final break here uh, right. and get back so we can land. So, Jamie and, and Phil and I are going to have a smooth landing on the runway here on the hump day episode of the show. Also more of your chats and, and, and somebody in the, in the mailbag is a Chicago bears fan. Oh. I'm sorry. Because I'm I'm a new Chicago Bears fan, and I'm, I'm I'm I just I can't I just love misery in my life, I guess. Uh, so, uh, and he's he may, he he has some insight, interesting insight into Dowell Loggins, and I'm gonna read that when we get back on the show after these messages. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of REMAX at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at REMAX.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at REMAX.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cabe here from the Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with J.C. and Phil. 
Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about an outdoor retreat for your backyard. And the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at aburgesson, that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at remax.net. Okay, uh, first thing, on the mailbag, I help consulting mailbag, uh, Upstate Game Cotton says, do you think Marshawn being disgruntled has anything to do with Big Tree's decision? I'm sure they've talked. Uh, I'm not sure that talk was pro-Carolina, to be honest. But like I said, Big Tree's got a lot going on right now uh, with his life that, that's impacting everything. And so, like, like his apartment had a fire, uh, his mom's out of, t- out of the country with a funeral. I mean, it, there's a lot going on there, man. And I, I'd hate to hang it on Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, but anyway, for Jamie, for for, for Phil and you, uh, here's the here's the deal. Uh, he's a Mike's a longtime Chicago Bears fan, and I'm sorry. Uh, he said Dow Loggins is much better than his record with the Bears as QB coach under Adam Gase. He did really well coaching up the quarterback room. Uh, Jay Cutler talked about it. That was a cringy video from Jay Cutler, man. I'm just not a big fan. I didn't his. watch that one. He's <laughs> uh, like, yeah, uh, uh, it was really good though. Yeah, he was. Uh, Gase was promoted to OC by John Fox. The offensive skill players, Pace brought in for him were awful. I guess Pace was the GM. And, and historically, the Bears are terrible. Uh, you know, Jay Cutler, Mike Glennon, Trebit, Mike Glennon, in 2017, he went to battle. And check this out, guys. Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky is a rookie. Running back, Jordan Howard. Mm. Receiver, Josh Bellamy. Receiver, Kendall Wright. Tight end, Deion Sims. And then tight end Zach Miller, who was good but had a bad injury. There's a reason the Bears finished last in all those divisions, but it's not because of Dowell Loggins. Give Loggins a chance. It's not like proven offensive coordinators are knocking down our door. I don't know about that one, but that's okay. Uh, I think it's more that this is who Shane wanted to hire. Uh, I cannot remember a single, single Gamecock OC who went on to a bigger gig. And there's no reason for an OC with a better resume to take a chance on us. I don't know about all that, Mike, but uh, – I think um, Skip Holtz got a head coaching job. That's right. right. He was an OC. And uh, uh, Sean Elliott, uh, well, I I don't want to – Sean Elliott probably not. Uh, Ricky Bussell was the OC here for a while uh, under Brad Scott, and he had a long career as a head coach at Lafayette. Uh, You know, I I don't know. When you go through ten and a half years and Steve Spurrier is your head coach, I mean, you don't need an offensive coordinator, right? Not, not a lot of opportunities to yeah no. ascend well, from OC yeah. to somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So, hey, that's but, right. But, let's but also, I, I mean, G, GA had ample opportunities. Yeah. After he he like he chose his path. I'm not saying he could have gone to like Alabama, but I mean, there were I mean, NFL teams were calling GA. The XFL was calling GA. There was a lot of people interested in GA, but GA wanted some different things because of his family situation. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, GA definitely could have moved on. And I'll say this too. I, I uh, you know, I agree uh, with the emailer with Mike here about um, the bears not having a lot of, I mean, none of those teams dialed, dialed them up for were what you would call overly skilled offensively. And then you have Adam Gay sitting there too, man. I mean, I, you know, uh, yeah. and I, th- I think we can accept that, that his, the, 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 the poor, production in the NFL uh, was actually, uh, you know, there, there were reasons for that that maybe weren't all worn on him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so that's the deal there. We're getting off this offensive coordinator thing and getting on to the transfer portal. I mentioned 
Marshawn yeah. Lloyd leaving. Uh, you know, I keep getting feedback on Marshawn, and it's it's not it's not positive uh, in terms of just kind of how he handled it and how he really kind of handled his business the entire time he was at Carolina. I'm not going to throw the kid under the bus, and I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying sometimes there's two sides to every story, <laughs> and sometimes we don't know what happens, but you know, behind closed doors in terms of player attitude and things like that, because they keep it in house and rightfully so, because you don't want fans going after players. Uh, same with Jaheim, you know, and, and I think these are two distinctly different decisions, but you know, everybody I talk to thinks that both can be replaced, and pointed out that Carolina lost more production. In 2021, uh, with the loss of Kevin Harris and Zaquandre White, this is a uh, total yards receiving and rushing than they did with these two guys. Uh, your thoughts, Jamie? Well, my thoughts are I hate all this crap. Um, <laughs> I hate too. the transfer portal. I hate NIL, and I hate that it's tied together. Um, I, mm. I that, that that the leadership or lack thereof in college football uh, took a beautiful product with flaws because every product has flaws. And, uh, and, and, and did their very best to run it into the ground because they were all too terrified to stand up to anybody. They were scared of lawsuits. They were scared of all kinds of crap. Instead of, you know, bowing their chest and saying, come get me. They didn't do that, you know, so they caved. Um, I don't hate NIL because I think that players shouldn't be able to compensate on their name, image, and likeness. I, I don't mean it that way at all. The – NIL um, is doing exactly what most of us with a pulse thought would actually happen because you have the idiots of the world that cover this sport. And they and let me, let me be honest with you. If I ever get a chance to interview any of them, I'm not going to say their names. We all know who they are. I'm, I, I have no problem saying you're part of the problem. And, yes, mm-hmm. I think you're an idiot because they mean nothing to me. I used to read all their pieces. They're big national writers. They had zero interest in the health of the sport. All they cared about was telling everybody what they thought was right and that you were wrong for disagreeing with them. And I'm not saying that they're the problem because they made the decision to allow all this to happen, but they're the boneheads that kicked up the dust and had a bunch of uneducated people in this country just floating their opinions all over the place and creating all types of chaos when it really wasn't as bad as it was made out to be. All Mm -hmm. right, so... NIL is good for players to be able to make money on their name, image, and likeness. And I don't disagree. There was a time where I disagreed with it. Once again, I did research and I was like, that's fair. You know, like I could go make money in college after I was done playing baseball. Or so why wouldn't I be able to actually go make money playing baseball? It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm okay with that. They got to find a way to separate what's going on here, though. Because what's ha- what we all thought would happen is happening. They're using the transfer portal for NIL. And that's supposed to be a no-no. Okay? And so how do we stop it? I don't know. The, the genie's out of the bottle. You're going to need strength and leadership. So I don't know who that is. Is it Greg Sankey? Or I don't know who it would be. But you're going to need somebody who can take over the whole ordeal. My proposal is something I haven't really heard of because I've thought long and hard about a lot of this. You make all these schools sign their kids to four-year deals when they commit out of high school, and then if at any point in time they leave before that, they have to pay back what's left on the scholarship. So, you know, if you leave after a year, you owe three years back to that school of what's in your scholarship. Well, what's in your scholarship? Generally about $200,000 worth of stuff because this has been devalued. 
Like people, I think, forget that these kids live in the Taj Mahal of Taj Mahals on these campuses. They eat the finest foods. They get all the gear. They get all the stipends. They pay for all their anything they need. They all their everything. Medical. You need a doctor. What do you need? We got it. Financial advisor. You got all this. It's about it's about almost a quarter million dollars worth of stuff for these kids. So when you leave, you pay back everything that was on the table for you. Now, if you have a coaching change, then you're free to go in the transfer portal. If you graduate, you're free to go. And by the way, if you have a coaching change and everybody's free to leave if they want to, maybe that'll stop some of these athletic directors from firing coaches after two years and actually allowing them to do their jobs for three or four years because they might lose half their football team if they do that. So, I mean, you know, I, I, there's a big problem. That's just kind of a solution that I've come up with. Like, we, the, the, the other argument, guys, is always, well, coaches can leave whenever they want to. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You know what's tied to that? They're called buyouts. The players don't have any of that. They owe nothing to anybody. They can stop talking to their staff and their trainers who've helped them get healthy for two years and disappear off into the fairy dust. And they don't have to tell anybody anything. They can just be gone. Coaches, at least there's something financial tied to it. So, like, if we want to, you know, if we want to compare the two, that's fine. But the only way to actually truly compare them is to put some – it's all about money now, right? Well, at some point in time, these kids – well, these kids don't have any money. Well, I know they don't have any money. Maybe they should take that free education. Um, So, if they don't have any money, then they're sure as hell not going to want to just transfer because they're upset because they didn't play a couple of games and then have to pay the school back under grand. Not going to want to do that, are you? Maybe the other school picks up that tab. Or maybe they say, well, if we have to pay him a hundred grand, and then we have to pay for a school when he gets here, we can actually just go get a kid out of high school and not have to double dip like this. So I mean, it, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I don't like it because it is really, really, really taking the purity out of college sports. I, I, I and I'll say this: I'll get off my soapbox. Yesterday, and all you Gamecock fans who've been around here for a while, uh, you're going to love this. I had a meeting yesterday with with one of my heroes, Hank Campbell. Oh, the big stop in 92, brother. We we talked for two and a half hours about some stuff, and two hours was about the Gamecocks. And, and, uh, and, and I've known Hank for a while, but never really gotten to know him like I did yesterday. And, um, and we, you know, we got some stuff coming forward. And JC, if you ever want him on our show, he said, man – Tell him to call me. He'd be loved. To oh, gosh, yes, um, we love Hank Campbell. And 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 we talked about this. And, and one of the things that came up, and I know that a lot of people aren't going to care about this, but I do. And I know that you do, Phil. And I know that you do, JC. And I know that a lot of other, these other guys that are over here in your chat box, like like Craig Godwin and all these guys who've grown up fans of this school and anybody that's fans of another school who grew up that way, they're going to know exactly what I'm saying. When we were kids, we walked into our, our respective ballparks or turned on our television sets or turned on our radios. And we had heroes. When I walked into williams Bryce Stadium when I was a kid, my heroes were the ones that I could really truly remember were the early 90s. The Hank Campbells, the Tony Watkins, the Lee Wiggins, the Brandon Bennett's, the Stanley Pritchett's, Steve Tannehill, Toby Cates, my man Zola Davis. All these guys that I fell in love with, they were my, they were my heroes. These kids today, they're not going to have those heroes because you don't I have kids staying around long enough to be able to attach to. It's all about money, 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 money. Headlines, headlines, headlines. Twitter, respect my decision for this. Respect my decision for that. I'm going here. I'm doing this. Dennis Dodd says this. This is what he, Dennis Dodd says. We should all listen to Dennis Dodd. You know, I mean, like, no. it, it, is, it, is, it is all 
a bunch of junk in the grand scheme of things. Like, I can tell stories today of things that happened 30 years ago because of my love for it. And I get it. We're talking about apples and oranges here. You're talking about money, and you're talking about a little boy who loved a bunch of football players. Totally totally off the wall. But I feel bad for kids because, like, they grew up with heroes. And now these kids – they don't have heroes. I think it all sucks. I'll be honest with you. It all sucks. I mean, yeah, I think back, a friend of mine was so happy, got a, got a chance, you know, uh, to take his kid to a game this year. And and, and for, I think he doesn't get to very many games out of, from out of town. But took his kid. Uh, and Marshawn stayed afterward and took pictures with the kid and all that. Well, what's that kid thinking now? Dad, why is uh, Marshawn going to and playing for Georgia or Tennessee? Yeah. You know, Um uh, I'll say this too, by the way. Uh, Hale has some uh, scoop here uh, on Marshawn and the schools. What did what did uh, what did uh, Kenny Loggins say to him today? Uh, did you say Hale or Hale? Uh, yeah, not not Gene. No, not, no, uh, no, no, no. He said Hale McGrant. He said Hale McGrant with the big spur, and and uh, Coach Loggins said, "Did you say Hale or something else?" He goes Hale, and he said, "Would you like me to spell my last name?" <laughs> Yeah. He was like H A I L or H A L E. Oh, that's right. I was like, no, I appreciate that. That's yes, H A L E. That's right. That's what it was. There yeah. you go. And that's two. That's two Scotsmen going at it, like Dole Loggins and Hale McGranahan. Yeah, Loggins uh, and McGranahan. Loggins and McGranahan. Would you like me to spell my last name? No, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just call yeah, you Hale. Hale yeah, and Loggins is like, not that I'm really ever going to write your name, but I just want to show you that I care. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hale. Uh, Hale has great deadpan one-liners. Like, would you like for me to do that? It's, it's kind of yeah. funny. Anyway, he reported it today. Georgia, Michigan State, Southern Cal, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, can, can I say something else real quick, too, about that press conference? I'm just going to slide this in here. I um, Slide it on in, man. You know, Shane, right off the rip, you know, kind of – he used Gene, Gene Sapikoff as an example – um, because of a column he wrote today. I, I, I actually still have not read the column. I plan on doing so in just a little while. Um, I, I, Shane did what Shane needed to do. Gene's been around a long time, and he has had plenty of coaches come right at him because of things <laughs> yeah. he writes. Yeah. Um, I, I just, just want to say this. I don't, I, I, there are so many times I totally disagree with what Gene writes. So yeah. many. Um, I, I actually coached Gene's son in baseball, and I've known Gene a long time. He is a really, really, really outstanding person. And, you know, he's a sports writer, and a lot of sports writers have opinions we don't agree with, and I, and I understand that. I, I, I just hope people will just remember there's a human on the other side of him. I know people are attacking him on a personal standpoint. Yeah. He's, he's a really good guy. He's a great guy. I'm not just saying this. Gene didn't call me and ask me. Gene doesn't need anything like that. I, I just – I've known him for a long – he covered me, too. I mean, so I've known him a long, long time. Um, I did, I don't agree with a lot of what he writes. I'm not saying that I do, and I tell him that. I don't, I don't care. But, um, but you know, let's, let's, let's try to not get personal with some of these cats because it's not personal for them. They're, they're doing a job, and, and that's what it is. Oh, yeah. I got tattooed on my message board the other day. Yesterday, last night, I mean, and, uh, it was like – people were just mad, you know, about because the outcome – Who's Joel, of, who is Joel Thompson, and what has been dramatic about this, Joel? Uh, realistic, if that's if that's a shot at me, realistic I, Joel. What? Yeah, if realistic that's a shot at Joel, me. I'll yeah. say enough to make you turn your computer off here in just a second. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll embarrass you. Uh, realistic, realistic Joel. He, you know, he, he, he does well. So, I mean, you know, yeah, the portal thing 
to me is like this. It's like, okay, it's unfortunate if I had, uh, if I, if I didn't have to, I mean, I would rather not do it. I mean, I would rather not have a collective. I just, you know, I can kind of I have kind of this sense of things around Carolina sometimes where I'm like, wait a minute, nobody's really taking the ball and run with this, right? I mean, nobody, there's no plan here. I was like, oh, and this is before the Park Avenue thing and all that yeah, yeah. came out. So I was like, well, somebody better do something because you could see the storm rolling in, right? Yeah, and everybody's yeah. playing on the beach, right? And so, um, I think it's unfortunate. Uh, I think I think I think that kids transferring for the wrong reasons, uh, namely money, is unfortunate. Um, I think yeah. some of these guys have a number in their mind that's insane. I also think there are some insane programs that are going to pay it. Uh, and I don't think it has much. It's not have much to do with winning because the two schools that spent the most on NIL this past year, A and M and Miami. Or dumpster yeah. fires, <laughs> and uh, and I, but I, but I, on the flip side of it, South Carolina has to be able to be competitive, uh, and I'm not talking about I mean, like uh, to retain players. Most importantly, retain the retention part of it's huge, uh, and then the uh, the other part of it is to to be attractive to recruits who are getting you know dollar amounts, blah 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 blah. The guys that meant and, and Jim Harbaugh had this uh, to say about it. Uh, if, if you're being recruited by Michigan and the first conversation you have is about NIL, they don't call you back. Yeah. Uh, and cause you're not going to fit what they do. And I think Beamer will probably take a similar approach, but you have to have, you have to have it to, to re, re, you know, you have to take care of your players because it comes down to this. If everybody else is taking their care of their players and getting them NIL deals and they got lots of money and they're happy and all that. And then you're sitting here, and your players don't, and you're supposed to compete against these other teams, you know, that that's where it gets tricky in the retention part of it. And then the transfer portal, unfortunately, this year in football has become just like basketball, which is a financially driven free agency, so to speak. Yeah, I, and look, you know, I, th- there's, there's, I know we're short on time, so I'll, I'll make it short and sweet here, but I mean – Look, there, there are with with what is available now, like with with kind of the the wild wild west of all this. Like, you know, I I understand it. You know, if there if there's a kid and his family's in a, just a terrible financial spot, and and somebody calls basically calls him up on behalf of somebody and says, "Look, you're going to get X number of dollars to go play football here." You know, some of these kids are like, "I don't have any choice, man." Like, I mean, my yeah. mom's about to get kicked out of her apartment. No like, dude. you know, like I got, I got to do something about and, this. And that's why, if you're, you, you got to, if you're the school he's at, you've got to take care of that for him, you right? Know, you, you, or somebody does, some organization affiliate has to. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's got to be a workaround to some of this to where we're not, you know, just continuing in this carousel, which is just turning into a, a total joke. I mean, it's just a joke. I mean. Um, so I, you know, I hope they'll find a way to change it all. I did see just a minute ago, somebody, uh, saying that, uh, NIL will smooth itself out, Kenneth, uh, after five years or so, uh, you know, look, I, I think that Kenneth, I, I think you're onto something there. I think that as time goes on there, there, somebody will end up leading college football and NIL and the transfer portal are going to be probably the top two things when they get involved to what to do the transfer portal once there is more information available as well down the road where a kid can walk into coaches office and say, coach i'm, I'm going to transfer and he's going to basically pull up this kid and compare him to all the other kids because they got information on everything and say so just to let you know of your of you that you know there's there's been over the last five years 
300 guys who are of you, of these same, you know, what dynamics, whatever, only about 30% of them have landed at Division One school. So yeah. you might want to take that in consideration. And kids are going to stop and go, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe the grass isn't greener. So as more information comes, it will start to put some of this on pause. But but right now, it's it's it, it's it's a disaster. And then coaches are going to end up losing jobs in a couple of years and going, well, this guy this guy got fired, man. I thought he was a home run hire there. Well, he was, but 40 kids transferred in the last three years. So, I mean, you know, how do, I, I, and nobody cares about that. They, they give you a bunch of money. That's all what it comes down to. You go away. And um, so I, I hope it can fix itself because it's such a beautiful sport, and we all love it. And we fight, and we bitch, and we moan, and we argue. But we all do because oh, yeah. we love it. And, mm-hmm. and so I hope they find a way to fix it so we can keep doing this. Josh says conferences taking over NIL, good or bad. I'd like to see this because the conferences like South Carolina can't uh, can't say we're taking our TV money and give it to our players, right? Because that's an extra benefit for coming from the university. Uh, but the SEC can get together and say, we're going to take our TV money and give a percentage to our players. And if you don't like it, you can sue us or we can go start another NCAA. Uh, True, and, and I think that's good because I think TV is name, image, and likeness, isn't it? When you go do a commercial on TV, they pay you for your name, image, and likeness. You're on TV. You're part of an entertainment that sells advertising or whatever, and make it exclusive because you can't, uh, you know, all this uh, salary cap and stuff. You're going to get sued, but an exclusive NIL deal is standard in in the business. Like I did a Volkswagen commercial one time. I had to sign a paper that says I couldn't do a Chevy commercial or a Ford commercial, any other brand in Charlotte for like a, a year yeah, to get that gig. And so it's perfectly legit. And then after two years, okay, now, you know, that exclusivity clause it expires for your TV money, money. And then guys just go get what they're worth in terms of actual name, image, and likeness. Now it's not going to stop the portal. It's not going to stop a lot of things, but I think I think the only thing it would would affect positively would be the money in high school recruiting right now that needs to get out. I don't think that's good for the kids. I don't think it's good for the sport. I don't think it's good for the, the programs like A&M and Miami that paid through the nose for what ifs, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that would be like one step I think they could definitely take. I think the bowls could actually start that as a, a small sample size. For I'm disappointed in the bowls. And yeah, that, I'm disappointed the they didn't could have, Yeah, put, put some money forward and said, hey, okay. And then those conferences could say, hey, here's what it looks like. Uh, you know, you'd have metrics at that point to see how many opt-outs there have been uh, versus year over year. But, you know, nobody's that forward thinking, I think, especially in the bowl organizations. Obviously, I think they just kind of sit in their ways. And I mean, just look at the rows, for goodness sakes. Bowls are all about name, image. They're all about promotions and stuff. So I don't get it. So anyway, hey, Chris. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I said Chris says the free market always wins. But go ahead. Generally. Yeah. I mean, generally. Yeah. The bowl thing is, 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 Certainly, um, it's interesting. Of course, a lot of bowls are just trying to survive, too, you know. Um, yeah. You know, the the ESPN props them up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, and that's, but that might be some of their only props. Well, it won't be this year in Jacksonville, you know, that, that place nah, is sold out. Yeah. So, um, certainly yeah. looking forward to seeing y'all, y'all down there. That's for sure. Yeah. Mike Morgan tells me the bulls aren't going away. And, he, you know, he no, lives they're in not. the world because they're, they're, there's just not, there, I mean, they're not a lot, there's not a lot of sports entertainment like from this weekend through Christmas right. and stuff. And everybody loves college football. And 
everybody loves to gamble with college football. So the, the ratings are actually higher for like minor bowl games than they are for like uh, top 10 college basketball showdowns in December. So yeah. there's your, there's your, there you go. It's a cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Mikey, 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 uh, Mikey. He, uh, he's, he, he's, he's said that he's talked to him. I've talked to him about that before too. I mean, he hit the nail on the, that's exactly right. He yeah. hit the nail on the head I mean, people love football and, and then we, uh, we miss it. And yeah. then, uh, then we bitch about it again. People so, like, uh, people like gripe about too many bowl games and stuff. I'm just like, why do you hate America? I mean, <laughs> you know, oh, wait, too many. Anyway, yeah. uh, I think I think as far as like prestige goes, there's probably too many now. But uh, I'm like, I don't. Know. I love sitting around watching the Weed Eater Bowl or whatever. So anyway, the we're out of time. Yeah, this went fast, Jamie. This went fast today. Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's you know, that's kind of how it goes. Before uh, we get out of here, once again, um, all the thoughts and prayers in the world with it with the Leach family. Anybody too in Gamecock country who has not if you've got you know Apple music or whatever wherever you stream your music oh yeah you have Michael not, Haney yeah if you've not downloaded Michael Haney's new song Born to Crow that him and, and, uh, and my well they're both my dear friends and you know him and Patrick Davis uh, co-wrote uh, this they've been working on it Haney told me about this over a year ago JC they've been they were working yeah. on this for Langston and Preston uh, with their just a chicken book series and um you know kind of had to get some things figured out over time but anyways patrick produced it and uh and and he co-wrote it with michael and that's really what it was for um is for that series but it is outstanding and if you're a gamecock fan it is such a cool song that is michael haney singing it and at the end as he kind of rolls off the george rogers mike holds and sterling sharps and all these other great heroes of ours of the world uh, who were quote unquote born to crow? It'll really give you some goosebumps. So if you haven't listened to it, please download it. Definitely support Michael Haney and the Just the Chicken guys and and all that. Um, but also and get yourself energized for uh, for the Irish and the Gamecocks coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks to all of you tuning in today. Hey, are we Sorry, back we're... next week or y'all off for Christmas? What is what's the, what's the date? What we're the in date? next week, but we're off the following. Yeah. Yeah. We will, we will have not have a show from. Well, maybe Christmas Eve day. I don't know. I'll talk to Phil about that. The 23rd is when we're looking at at the earliest, probably maybe the 24th. Well, the 24th I'll be gone is Wednesday. through the 3rd. So we're going to take a nice Christmas break from the show. But I'll I'll probably have some little videos from Orlando and, and Jacksonville oh, for you. Make sure, make sure that I'm not in any of those. Nah, me and, me and JB are really like, hey, no, 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 no. I've got a plan. And that, that, and that Patrick Davis, Edwin McCain show, and Jamie's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Cold, cold beer. So anyway. I about that yesterday. All right, so uh, we are back on next week, right? Yes, sir. We'll be back. Right, well, next, well, yeah, next next signing day is next. The signing period starts next Wednesday. So we'll definitely be on. Okay. All right. Cool. So, all right. Well, I hope everybody's having a merry, merry Christmas season, certainly, and uh, really appreciate everything. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. And mm-hmm. thanks to all of you out there for Phil Mullinax, for Jamie Bradford, this is JC Sherbert. It's been Inside the Game Cost Show. Back tomorrow, High Energy Thursday with more talk and more fun and uh, maybe a little. Little, maybe a little Mary McCheese. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have the time. I'm just kidding. All right, guys.